Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Bruce Bochy there. Got the Rangers and Diamondbacks in the World Series. Got a scoreless game here at Thursday Night Football. 12.46 to go in the first. Got the Bucks up 38-32 on Philadelphia. 7.44 to go on that one. And then, of course, we've got, uh, well, the score's gone. Whatever Syracuse is 13 doing. 13-0, Is it 13-0 now? Ooh, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen Syracuse actually with possession of the I, ball. I, I've barely watched it, and I still have not, I don't think, seen them at all. I have uh, Kate Otten over two and a half receptions yeah, from just, last night, and he just dropped one right across the middle. <laughs> I think I'm 0-3 betting Kate Otten rece- receptions this season. I don't know why I keep going back to it. but uh, Well, eventually it'll hit, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, factor. I thought tonight, maybe. There you go. And I got the best of the number. It closed at three and a half. Bunch of juice. I think I do have a uh, parlay that does have a kicker prop in this for Tampa, so we're going to be hoping for a little bit of that in there. So we'll throw that in. All right, Rob Brown, co-host of uh, Bet for the Cycle and BetQL, the fan update as well. We'll get to baseball. We'll get to college football with you. But, of course, you know what we got to do. We got to see where you are tonight on this uh, this game that has now moved to Tampa minus 10 right before kickoff here. What side are you on? Props, anything? What do you like in this game? Feels like a big, big number for – I don't know why I said Tampa. I meant to say Bills minus 10. I'm watching this game, Rob. You know what I meant to say. I don't need to ask a damn question. You're on here every week at this time. Where are you at in this game? Well, I'm, I'm, first off, I'm honored. Second off, I would like to, I would like to express my absolute, uh, joy at knowing that there are other degenerates who go hard on the kicker prop. Yeah. Like I do, all right. It makes me feel better about my life. So thank you. Listen, first off, these are these Thursday night games especially, man, kickers can have a big, big role when these offenses look slow, everybody looks tired, so I'm glad to see you. PJ always does that too. PJ Glasser is a big one that loves to uh, get in on some of the kicker props. I will I will stick with them on a regular basis. So uh, a lot of Dalton Kincaid tonight, a lot of, I think most of us on this, uh, on this show and here, Rob, have pretty much just gone props, not a lot of sides in this, especially when you got a game now where the Bills are a 10-point favorite and the total's only 43. Yeah, that is such a weird number, right? Like, I know I'm not the only one who saw that line and just kind of, like, scratched the old very good-looking beard thinking, (laughs) what exactly the hell is this number? Uh, This is the same Bills team that lost to the Giants last week, right? Like, we're talking about the same team. I don't know what the Buffalo Bills are. I don't get it. I don't understand it. They don't have a reason to do that. I know the defense is banged up. I know they've lost a lot of studs on that side of the ball. But, like, they're a confusing team. So that number at 10 kind of blew me away. I thought that number was going to check in at like a five and a half, maybe a six and a half and make it the round touchdown. But I didn't stand that number. So I'm with you guys. I did not want to play a line on this. I got a bunch of props. I took a Josh Allen prop, which that's, that's more about Tampa's defense than it is Josh Allen after a disappointment last week. But I think there's a couple of reception props that I'm in for. Kincaid is absolutely one of them. Uh, but how much fun has it been, or at least to me, how much fun has it been to watch the uh, the, the, the occasional renaissance of one Baker Mayfield and him just have these games every now and then? So I actually went with a, uh, a yardage prop on both Goodwin, uh, Godwin and Evans tonight uh, because I think Tampa Bay's got to look at what Buffalo did this last week and think, all right, if, if, if the Giants could get the ball up and down the field like that, 
so can we. So I've got a bunch of wide receiver props tonight because i got to think that both of these teams are going to lean on moving the ball, try to get big chunks of yardage, and hopefully we're all going to benefit from that. Rob, obviously we want to get back to college football and the NFL here, but we got to talk World Series. Game 1 tomorrow night, 8.03, first pitch on the uh, East Coast. Zach Allen gets the ball for the Diamondbacks. They're plus 140, Texas at home, minus 165 favorites. The favorite in the series, the total in that game, 8. Anything that you have as far as Game 1, series price, MVP, Lay it on us. I've spent the last 48 hours studying Jason Bean in Kansas football, who I love, by the way, plus 10. Grab it right now. So uh, fill me in on what's going on in the world of baseball so I can make some wagers yeah. and not lose all my money. This one's, this one's a fun series because I, I kind of look at the Rangers and think they, they don't get enough credit for how good offensively they've been, right? Yeah. Because they've never been – that one team that we all looked at, that one really electric team, but they were consistently one of the better offenses all year. I mean, how deep into the season did did Texas go after Tampa had their initial push and had a great start to the season? The Rangers kind of came out and ended up being arguably the best offense in the American League. I don't think they go as deep off the bump. So this this series, to me, comes down 100% to who plays better small ball. And I think it's got to be Arizona. Like, I'm riding the dog. Cody Decker and I are both riding with the underdog in this World Series because I think not only do they have the better pitching, and, and Zach Gallen in game one, give me the over K prop, give me the over outs prop as well. Uh, he has been Cy Young caliber all year long, so I'm, I'm, I'm leaning heavy on Zach Gallen. But I go back to the series against the Dodgers. I go back to the series – uh, the, the second series that the, the, the Diamondbacks just won a minute ago, they are playing the best small ball right now. And I think that that is what carries this series, is the ability to get guys on, the ability to play through that. And, and, and while the Texas Rangers have done that, and by the way, A-Rodas Garcia is an absolute dude, dudes. They're fun to go. The Diamondbacks are playing every bit the small ball, and again, I think they're better off the bump one, two, three. So I'm actually taking a slight lean to the Diamondbacks and playing the underdog money here. That being said, I think this series is going seven. I really do. How excited were you to watch and experience the Philadelphia Phillies bats just go absolutely cold? Uh, Trista, first off, hi. It's great. I didn't know you were here. Awesome. Good to talk to you. Second off, can we point out that last time I was on, you asked me two questions I leaned on. One was, what undefeated team in college football was going to be undefeated against the spread? And I said, Oklahoma. That's my bad, dude. That's my bad. <laughs> Thanks for that, though. Go Central Florida. Sorry. Yep, yep that's my bad. Uh, congrats to Central Florida. Yes. But the other thing I said was, if the bats go away for Philly, they're in trouble. If the dingers go away, they're in trouble. They're the opposite of the Diamondbacks, right? It's been all about the long ball. It's been all about big ball. And would you look at that in game six and seven, the home run went away, and the Diamondbacks won the same way I just said they make this series interesting. They just played the small ball. They played good defense. They leaned on Zach Gallon. They leaned on the pitching. And that's exactly what they did. Once Philly lost the mojo from the dish and were, were again how many games did they put up three or four or win and win because they were just marching around the bases with the occasional dinger when that went away they were in trouble that's what happened in the nlcs and that is why again that's why i like the diamondbacks in seven in the world series who do you like for mvp in this then if you're going diamondbacks 
Uh, man, I mean, I, first off, emotionally, like, I want it to be Corbin Carroll. Yeah, that dude's yeah. just been so much fun to lean at. But I'm all in on Cattell Marte. I mean, for all the talk about about uh, Carroll, who has been phenomenal, look at the numbers Marte put up in spots, right? Like, game six, which really felt like, all right, if they can win six, you feel okay about seven, but they're a big dog in six. And Marte, I think, was four or five in that. I mean, Kettle Marte has been, to me, the the heart and soul, the breath of this baseball team. But we're all fascinated with the, with the Corbin Carroll story. We should be. It's a great story. They gave a rookie a $100 million contract. Arizona does not do that, and they did. But Kettle Marte has just been an absolute lunatic. Every series, all series. And I don't see any reason why, if the Diamondbacks can get this thing away from Texas, why he would not continue that. Because it's not like he's doing anything that is above and beyond, right? Like, our, our Robles Garcia has been good, yeah. but he goes on these bursts. Kettle Marte has been doing this consistently for the past three months, and I think he needs to be recognized for it. Rob, I have three rules in life, right? One, I never trust a man named Carl. Okay? <laughs> Two, I don't get in the car with strangers. And three, I don't bet against Utah at home. But guess what I did? I bet against Utah at home. Now I'm thinking about maybe coming back around on Utah because it got all the way to six and a half. I just I like the Ducks, and I think this is a bad matchup for the Utes even at home. What do you like in this game? Are you uh, sticking with Utah here? Listen, I want to say that I love the Utes. They're fun. I went with them on the outright upset at plus 260 over USC. And if yeah. you follow me on Twitter at the Rob Brown Show, you saw that. And you're welcome for it. But I agree with you on this. I, I think Oregon's a, I think Oregon's a complete team, man. Like, I know they're sitting on the one loss, but the one loss was to number five Washington. And let's be real, go back and watch that game. Any one bounce of the football in the three or four plays that got squirrely, any one of those goes the other way, and I think the Oregon Ducks win that football team. Like, to me, if you matched Oregon and Washington up 100 times, that series is going 50-50. They're both right there with each other. Yeah. I think Oregon's a complete team, and I got a lot of respect for what Utah has been through, a lot of respect for their offense being as good as it has been without Cam Rising on there. I think you're looking at potentially a coach of the year candidate based on what is happening there at Utah. But the Ducks are real good, my guy. And on top of that, why is nobody talking? When we talk USC, we're talking Caleb Williams, we're talking Michael Penix, we're talking these quarterbacks – and it's like my man Bo Nix can't get any respect despite right? everything that he has it. done this year. Bo Nix deserves more respect. The Ducks need more respect. Quack, quack, quack. I'm all in with you, big dog. I want to get your thoughts, though, on this UCLA-Colorado game. Nobody's talking about Colorado nearly the amount that they did in the beginning of the year because of those losses. 17-point uh, favorite UCLA is at the crib. What would you do there? Look, I mean, can we – all right, so I want to say – I have been influenced, all right? I will acknowledge it. Dion and Shador and Shiloh have influenced me. I'm literally sitting here in my car with a pair of Blender's gold sunglasses because hashtag influencer. But let's be real. The shine kind of came off the apple a little bit, right? Like it was fun to ride with Colorado when they were threatening their three-and-a-half over-under win total in the first four weeks of the season. It was fun when they were a big upset threat. But at the end of the day, they're a team in transition, right? Like, the only difference between them and so many other teams in transition is that they've got Deion Sanders as their head coach. That's it. It's, it's, it's Hollywood excitement. And don't get me wrong, again, I'm all in for it. But the reality is Colorado's defense is not that good. And offensively, Shador and company were, were, were able to take some guys by surprise up front. 
But what's the great equalizer for a surprise offense is tape, right? It's tape and tendencies. It's being able to learn what the tendencies and the habits are, and now we have that on Colorado. And UCLA is is, is not a bad little football team athletically to match up with what Colorado wants to do and can do on tape. So you're kind of at the point, and this is what I said preseason about Dion that I was always worried about, there comes a point where the celebrity can only carry you so far. The hype can only carry you so far. At some point, it comes down to, can you coach a football team? Can you do the X's and O's? Can you motivate young men outside of, hey, I'm a celebrity? Can you get them ready to go and play solid, consistent, disciplined football? And I'm not saying Dion cannot do that, but I think you're kind of watching the learning curve. Like, you're watching the spot where – the celebrity hype is dead, right? Celebrities aren't going to show up for a 500 team. They never have. Hello, Los Angeles Lakers. You don't win. Jack's not coming out to the staple. Oh, sorry. Cryptobro.com arena or whatever it is now. <laughs> if you're not good, the celebrities don't show up. They only show up for winners. So now that Colorado's eaten a couple, now that Colorado is kind of another football team that just happens to have a big-time celebrity coach, we're in the midst of that learning curve now, and now we're going to get to really see how good of a football team that they are, and that is not an easy lesson to learn for a group of guys that are rolling out on the field with $17,000 watches because they play for Dion. you feel me? There's a lot of flash around Colorado talking to Rob Brown, Bet MGM tonight. And then it's the opposite for a school like James Madison. JMU is now 25th in the country. And normally I wouldn't be bringing up a JMU Old Dominion college football game. But I feel like I have to with a team like JMU that's now gone up a level, but yet not allowed to compete in a bowl game. Their stats aren't counting right now. They're 25th in the country, 20.5 point favorites over ODU. Do you like JMU minus 20.5? I'll throw that out there. But the bigger thing, what do you think of all of these, just the rules? and like people like Virginia politicians trying to petition the NCAA to like change this dumb rule that they have. It's just such a weird story that's taken such a crazy turn for a really good football program. It is a good football program. It's, it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. As like most of America, I've watched about seven minutes of James Madison football. And so I figured that would right? be the case. I wanted to see if yeah. you'd admit it or not, and I'm proud of you for admitting it. Thank you. I'm very happy to because, again, this is kind of one of those things that every now and then you have an exception pop out. And I'm going to be straight up with you guys. If tomorrow I woke up and they said all the rules have changed, 90% of us don't know what rules they're talking about. All right? We don't. We don't. We've never came. We're not going to care now. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for James Madison. It's a great story. I've watched more James Madison football this year than ever before. But that's about, again, eight minutes against Marshall and Virginia <laughs> back in week two. And by the way, good on Virginia and good on Tony Elliott for beating North Carolina. But Virginia's not good. All right? They got a great win. Drake may collapse. The heels collapse. Matt Brown collapsed. I'm very disappointed. I really wanted a year with two ACC teams in the playoffs just so that the SEC fans had to deal with that reality a little bit, and now we don't get it. Thank you, Heels. But Virginia's not very good. They beat Troy by two. They beat who? South Alabama by yep. seven or whatever yes. it was. It's a fun story. I'm all in. Like, I'm great. I love an underdog yeah. story. Got but at roll, the Rob. end of the day, got go. We got five seconds, Rob. Thank you for being honest. I love you. That's why we always have you honest. Bet MGM tonight.
Sorry. The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. All three will be right back on Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM, live from BetQL.